This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Great to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. It's election day. Have you voted? Have you gotten your ballot in? I finally did this morning. Dropped it off at the at the ballot drop box, which is the safe way to do it. Make sure your ballot is counted if you're voting late, like I generally tend to do. Every once in a while I'll get there the day before election day, but not this year. Uh, but I uh, got my ballot in and hope you will too. Be some important races. It's all local. Voting for mayors, we're voting for county executive, we're voting on a county new county sheriff. I have a new person at the helm of the county sheriff's office. We'll have um, a new sales tax that would pay for a jail and other justice issues if it passes. That's on the ballot. Maybe you don't want that tax to pass. We'll have a new, you know, some new members of the county council likely. City councils uh, here in Bellingham, a couple of uh, ballot measures, one that would increase uh, renters' rights and another that would increase the minimum wage in the city, two bucks over the state minimum wage. Anything about that? But we can talk about that, talk about election issues, talk about candidates, what have you. It's it's an election day, uh, KGMI Connects, but we don't have to talk about the election anyway. We can talk about whatever's on your mind, and that's what we do here on a daily basis on KGMI Connects. It's 360-676-5464. Uh, there we go. 360-676-5464. is the pre- prefix of our main office number in case you ever want to ring us up and get into a, you know talk to our, our office personnel or our general manager, that sort of thing. That's just, don't. I don't. But anyway, uh, 676-5464 is our talk line here at KGMI. And, well, let's get rolling with John in Ferndale today. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, happy voting day. Yeah. How, how, how lucky are we that we have the right to vote still and so much of the world is plunging into dictatorship and stuff? I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I want to agree with something that you said yesterday. You know, um, uh, like the, the whole thing with the Palestinians and the Israelis is that it's this intractable problem. And there is plenty of criticize, uh, criticism to go around. But what you said yesterday was just so right on that when Hamas did this, they knew exactly what was going to happen. The retribution was going to come down on the Palestinian people, and they didn't care. I mean, you know, I I hope that Israel exercises uh, more, I know they are, more con- control than Hamas. And I know that the Biden administration is doing everything they can to try to get a, you know, a pause. But, you know, I mean, what 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 Hamas did was set back the, the Palestinian um, movement for for freedom by at least a decade or two. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm for a free a free Palestine, Joe, free from Hamas. Right. And n- not free in the sense that a lot of Palestinians say from the river to the sea. I think Lou, Lou talked about this yesterday. He was spot on about this, too is that they have, they have to learn to live with their neighbors. And as long as they have a death pact with their with their neighbors, like they're more interested in killing their neighbors than raising their kids and living a life. You know, like like I know not, not all of them and, and everything, but anyway, that's just an, this backwards yeah. thinking, uh, you know, that just... Well, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. I, I think uh, Israel has to be honest that it hasn't, at least this government has not, it has worked against uh, um, uh, an autonomous state for Palestine, for Palestinians. Uh, it's encroached on, uh, you know, their settlements have continued to encroach. And I mean, this, you know, the, this government, this Likud government, uh, uh, just you know, favors more and more settlements in the West Bank, and um, which would, you know, would 
would be part of a independent uh, Palestinian state. But uh, so it works against the, the you know, it, it, it works more subtly, obviously, because they don't carry out overt attacks against uh, Palestinians. I mean, there are there are incidents of violence between, you know, between uh, Palestinians and Israelis that I think uh, individual Israelis can be blamed for, but it's not a, an action by the state. Uh, but at the same time, they work; they seem to work against autonomy of the Palestinian people and their ability to to create a state. And they they haven't negotiated in that direction you know, for uh, forever. I mean, in, under uh, yeah. Netanyahu, anyway. But at the same time, yeah, I think um, Hamas knew what was going to happen. They knew what how Israel would respond. They knew that their people would suffer. They knew thousands would die, and um, they went forward with these attacks. And uh, I guess um, their their motive to to get the you know the world to look on Israel the way it has uh, as this violence has escalated, because uh, now Israel looks like the bad guy to many, not to all, but to many, and um, their its image has been tarnished by its response. And um, but at the same time, uh, you know, Hamas, I, I don't if it did it think that it would be, uh, you know, strengthened by this. I it doesn't seem that that's the case either. So I it's it's a whole can of worms with yeah. with no no answers. But I appreciated what you said. I am I am not anti-Palestine or, or, or anti-Palestinians. And I'm not anti-Semitic. Semitic. Um, um, I, right. Or anti-Israel, for that matter. Writer. I mean, I want Israel to be a strong and independent state. I, I don't want to yeah. and, and to, to continue being our ally in that region. At the same time, it seems that uh, they could exist peacefully side by side with a Palestinian state, but that uh, just uh, for sure seems out of reach. And I agree with you. What's happened now, this that set this whole process back decades, if not farther, you know. So that's yeah. a tragedy for um, sure. Uh, can I leave you on a on a funnier note? Uh, sure. Our our new speaker, Mike Mike Johnson, he's a promoter and a user of this app on his phone called Covenant Eyes. <laughs> Get this, Joe. I mean, I don't know if you've, if you've heard about this, but this is so I guess you get a buddy or somebody to help you break your addiction to pornography. Um, you know, just uh, like don't do it. Don't go to those sites, but no. So this spies on, on, on your activities and reports it to this other person. Huh. You know, now you would think you'd think it'd be his wife, right? Yeah. Like, that's something you would do. But no, he, he he's sharing this information on, like, oops, I slipped again, and I watched the porn with his son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. It's so bizarre. Mm. This was his 17-year-old son at the time. When, when he was pushing this. But, you know, it also represents a huge security risk because don't tell me that that app can't be, I mean, it's already tracking what your particular tastes and, you know, <laughs> kinks are. <laughs> and it's like and they've gathered it, so now it just has to be hacked. I mean, I just, like, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> crazy, crazy Mike Johnson, I just, I swear. The clock, yeah, all of a sudden it says, the clock is ticking on your porn viewing, tick, Talk, tick, tock. <laughs> Get my joke. Mm. Thanks, John. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. your call. Let's go to Chris in Bellingham. Hi, Chris. Hi. First time caller. Oh, good to have you. So I'm calling this evening about uh, our ballot security or lack thereof. Okay. And I kind of, maybe I can consider this kind of a public service announcement as well. But my wife and I, you know, a couple weeks ago, we received our ballots. Everything's all well and good. And uh, go to time, you know, to get ready to fill out ballots, which we do the last day always. Well, the envelope is sealed shut. The return envelope's already sealed shut. Hmm. So the solution to that is, and you may know this, is just cut it open, put your ballot in, sign the outside, and tape it shut. Okay. And I have a problem with that because it's pretty easy for somebody to take my ballot. It's one in the mailbox or mail carrier or whatever. Granted, I put mine in a drop box. I feel a little bit better about that. But to cut it open and swap out the ballots because you can download replacement ones. No questions asked, basically, online. I, so, I, I don't know that you can just download a replacement oh, yes, ballot. You can, you can go on the, yes, on the auditor's can. website and print out a ballot? Yes, you can. 
Okay. I went I'll there have this to, morning. I'll, First I'll of all, their phone, that. their phone messaging says that, and second of all, I didn't pull the last trigger on it because it would have uh, held up my regular ballot. But yes, you can print out a, a replacement ballot online. Hmm. Okay. And I find that extremely disturbing because if ballot harvesting was legal in this state, which I'm understanding it's not, which doesn't stop it from happening anyways, is somebody could theoretically just swap them out with you can tape your ballot shut. So why was your return envelope, why is, was that already sealed? Uh, probably moisture related, but... okay. I mean, it, it, you know, nobody sealed it on purpose. I'm pretty sure that, you know, it got some moisture and just sealed itself. Uh-huh. I wonder, but, though, that itself if... is disturbing that uh, the fact that, you know, even if, well, say I sealed it up and then just had a last-minute change of mind, if I'd done it two weeks ago, sealed it up and wanted to sit on it, I could open it back up, change my ballot, and seal it back up again. Of course, you're <laughs> assuming, though, that if they get a ballot that is in a taped-together envelope that they would have no questions about it. And and I would think oh, that, that, the, that they that, would that, likely have questions about it, and they might contact you. Uh, well, they might, considering the last time around it was like that, too, and I did seal them shut. I griped to Lars Larson instead, but okay, uh, this time it's your turn. Okay. But, no, and I didn't get a phone call or anything in the next day that uh, I logged on, and, well, sure, it was accepted, which is all well and good, but... Doesn't mean it was my ballot in it because, well, there's no way of knowing. Which is the last disturbing part. I mean, to actually log on to find out if I submitted a ballot over the last few elections is all you need is your first name, last name, and birth date. Okay. Well, you know, that, I guess, I, and I understand we, your concern there. I, but I guess my answer would be that to to um, you know to to pull off any kind of. Uh, you know, fraud of to any to any degree that would have any effect on a on a race would take uh, quite a number of these ballots to be intercepted in the mail, and you'd have to have access to the mail first of all, and then you would have to be able to get the you know get those and get those you know change the ballots out, and it it seems like to to have any effect on on a, a specific race or something that it would have to be uh, pretty prolific and. And pretty nefarious, well, and and uh, I don't know. I I no, I, no, no, you, no, I I agree with you on that. Because just changing your ballot's not going to really do it. I mean, I I mean, I appreciate my ability to vote. However, I understand that I'm just one among thousands of sending in my vote. I hope I hope my vote helps in the you know to elect the people or uh, pass the measures that I'm in favor of. But um, it, yeah, but I understand I'm just an individual, and if somebody. Well, as a case in point, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with what just happened in Connecticut, where, you know, two parties couldn't outstuff each other. Granted, we don't have ballot harvesting here, but that's that's the exact situation that people are concerned about. And it was an invalidated election, even though they went forward with their general election. But the thing is, is yeah, even here, primary. Okay. And, right. and, and even, even here, from the standpoint, and it's happened before, you have mail carriers that have pulled ballots and just dumped them. Okay. Granted, they don't know who, which way they were voted, but they the okay. ballots have vanished. All right. Well, uh, I'll mark you down for one who's skeptical of our system. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you calling. We got other folks on the line. We'll get right to them and to you as well here on KG Mike and X 360-676-5464. I want to feel safe. I think we can all agree that feeling safe in our homes and communities should be a top priority. That's why this election for Whatcom County Sheriff is so important to me. Our sheriff's office oversees law enforcement, emergency management, and the jail. It's the lead local law enforcement agency working to rid our community of fentanyl dealers and their deadly poison. That's why I'm supporting Under Sheriff Doug Chadwick for sheriff. As a lifelong resident with 29 years of experience in the sheriff's office, Doug knows Whatcom County and what makes each community unique. He's endorsed by Sheriff Elfo and more than 60 local law enforcement professionals and numerous leaders in public safety. To me, this speaks volumes about his character. We have a good sheriff's office now with a reputation for excellence. Let's keep it that way. Join me in voting Doug Chadwick for sheriff on November 7th. Paid for by Vote Doug Chadwick. 
Hello folks, this is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham, and I'd like to invite you to join me every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. right here on KGMI for the Aging Hour. If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probate, wills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., and we can show you how to set your family up for success. We're heading across the pond for this week's PNW Perk. Archer's Ale House is back with another PNW Perks deal Thursday at 8 a.m. Whether you're looking for a place to catch the game this season, enjoy some truly incredible food, or looking to have a great time in general, Archer's Ale House is the hottest place around. Stop in for dinner and a pint, stay for trivia and karaoke, serving a rich, hearty menu, rotating beers, and extensive bottle list, seasonal cocktails, and a new late-night menu. It's European pub vibes right here in the Pacific Northwest. This Thanksgiving, Archers will be open 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., starting with a proper Irish breakfast, then serving up a traditional all-you-can-eat feast starting at 2. So you can leave the cooking and cleaning to someone else and enjoy the day with your friends or come make some new ones. Stop by the Archer Ale House on 10th and Harris in Fairhaven. The Archer Ale House, changing the game. Thursday at 8 a.m., spend $25 and get 50 bucks to spend at Fairhaven's favorite pub, the Archer Ale House. Visit pnwperks.com for details. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we are, and let's go over to San Juan Island and our friend Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe, and thank you for reminding us all to vote. Uh, we're going to get in just under the wire tonight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> just just before 8, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's not going to take long. Uh, so as soon as I'm done calling, we're, we're hitting it. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk about the, the war, and I wanted to – I've got some unique understanding and experience I think a lot of people – fortunately, a lot of people don't have. Uh, as you probably might remember me saying, I grew up in a violent uh, childhood, and mm-hmm. um, so I left home. Uh, I was on a dairy farm, and I went to another dairy farm where we had Holsteins, and I used to beat the cows. I was an angry, powerful young man. And even though I had just given my heart to Jesus and was starting to learn about his peaceful, wonderful ways, uh, they're animals, you know, and so that's different, right? And so uh, I would actually, and I had the late night shift where I was working till like one thirty. Nobody was around. Nobody could see what I was doing. And if a cow kicked off its machine, you know, their, their feet and their legs are about uh, stomach to chest level. And if a cow didn't behave itself, remember Rocky, uh, the first one where he would go into the, to the cooler where they hung beef and he would smack these sides of beef with uh-huh. all his might. Uh-huh. Well, I was doing, I was doing that with, uh, live animals and I'm ashamed. Hopefully, I'm ashamed hopefully you weren't I'm breaking, ashamed. breaking their ribs the way Rocky was. I'm, I'm ashamed of this. No, I was hitting them in the flank, the strongest oh, okay. part of the animal. And it okay. was, you know, the, uh, the Holstein was the largest of the bovine milking species, and so. Well, but every yeah. now and then, I would I would do it so hard that the animal would begin to shudder and shake, and would would start to fall down, and so then I'd slack off. I'm saying all this for a reason. Okay. Uh, by the way, I did have an inter- intervention by the Holy Spirit, and that's a whole miracle for a whole other time. But I stopped abruptly doing that at a certain point. But what I want to okay. say is. Those children in Palestine have been being trained from a very young age to be angry and to be hateful and to look at the Jews as animals. And we just have to understand that they are they could be considered by some damaged goods. Now I eventually got some some help too from a from a psychiatrist with uh, training in this light therapy where a light goes about a light bar about three feet wide goes left to right, and you're not supposed to follow it with your eyes. You're supposed to think about terrible things that have happened to you or that you've done and and try and watch this light without moving your eyes, and it changes uh, your brain. It changes where you're storing these, these memories in the hemisphere of your brain. It changes it to a different hemisphere. Okay. And I didn't believe in it. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a naysayer with 
a lot of things, and I thought, oh, this isn't. But I actually noticed a difference, and I, and I wish we could take every young person who has been trained by by Hamas in those schools they have in Palestine. I wish they could all get therapy because that's what they need. If they can't break out of this, they're going to be angry young men who are going to hate and kill. And we've got to know what what they're dealing with over there. Well, these, I these understand tr- that, Jim. I think. At the same time, although I doubt that it's formally taught in schools or that sort of thing, but there's great animosity and mistrust of Palestinians by Israelis, and Israeli children grow up in fear, and Palestinian children at the same time, even those, I mean, they're they're living this, and I suspect this happens in any war-torn country. You can only imagine how traumatized the people of Afghanistan are after, uh, you know, I mean, not just the war that we were involved in, but decade after decade after decade of warfare and uh, violence. And uh, it, yeah, it does. It, I'm certain it, it affects generations and, and uh, it's going to, and it contributes to, to the problem of this and the inability to resolve this whole situation. But I hear what you're saying. Definitely. I, I think they can be saved. Uh, Joe, and they are being trained in school to hate. And the Israeli, the Israeli children are not being trained to hate. They might, be, they might be experiencing fear and being trained to fear. That's a different type of energy. And that energy isn't as dangerous. All right, Jim. Appreciate your call. Thanks. And I'm glad that you're, I, I, to, to hear that um, you've come to grips with this, uh, these uh, you know, difficult issues in your past. It's, uh, I think it, it gives us all a sense of, um, uh, well, uh, that that we too can overcome really difficult things that we've experienced. And uh, so you're, you're an inspirational guy. Thanks. Let's go to John in Bellingham. He's uh, got some thoughts on the same issue. Uh, hey, John. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Very good. Uh, did you ever try the mint chip ice cream? <laughs> I haven't yet, but... Uh... I've been trying to lay off the sweets, but uh, I'm having limited uh, success. But uh, yeah, uh, you only hurt yourself by not taking the joys in life. That, well, that's true. That's true. Well, what I got to say is, after the seventh of November, I, I I actually went online and was looking at all the 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 videos that were put up by Hamas and everything. And the one thing I noticed was that all the people on the street, the children and the women and everything, were spitting and kicking the dead bodies that they were dragging through the streets. There wasn't anybody up there going, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. They were all happy and excited. And so I consider them all terrorists. And I really don't care what happens to any of them. Okay. Not like none of the Palestinian people that doesn't. Did you watch any of the videos? Did you see anybody that didn't step out into the street and start kicking and spitting and screaming, yay, I'll Akbar or anything? Did you see anything like that? Well, you have to remember that, well, I... The, the the video that we saw of 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 those kinds of demonstrations were of those demonstrations. Okay, John, but I I I'm not okay. I'm I'm all right. But spitting, kicking, and celebrating the death of other people. All right, got got your message, but I'm not going to join in in demonizing an entire population because of the actions of some who are seen on. On video, but um, it's a difficult situation over there, no doubt. We'll take a quick break, be back with more. We got Jim, we got Frank, and Bruce, and uh, hopefully, we'll hear from you. Whatever's on your mind here on this election day, it's a little closer to home, but we'll talk about whatever's on your mind here on KG Mike Connects 360 676 5464. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 
and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. My daughter, she's six years old now, well, soon to be. She's, she's, she's a go-getter, man. She has a, she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Beautiful. I love the little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees and then she'll come to me and be like, hey dad, need your credit card. <laughs> you know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the, the sales guy some lunch and that's what she does. She comes in here and she pretends she owns the place and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan part of the Cortez Auto Group. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Tuesday, Election Day. Let's go to Frank in Blaine. Hi, Frank. Yeah, hi, Joel. Uh, election integrity. I received a uh, card in the mail last week, and I should I didn't follow up on it until yesterday, but I should have phoned in last week. And, and it's from Kathy Kirshner. And I don't know if you received it, but its headline is, Can Mark Stremler Truly Represent the People of District 4? And then it goes on to say he's a full-time public works employee and union member. And because of these roles, state and county law outline that Mark won't be able to deliberate and vote on if he is elected to the county council. And she, she says he won't be able to discuss or vote on road projects, on union contracts, or the $300 million annual county budget. Hmm. So I found that very disturbing. So I phoned Mark Stremler. Now, I don't know Mark Stremler, and I don't know Kathy Kirshner. Uh-huh. And he told me that he's been fighting this all week and that it's totally untrue because of Watson County Code Section 4.3, which he sent me, uh, states that the county council, executive, assessor, et cetera, or employer employment, cannot hold office or employment within the county government. And he said that if he is elected, then he immediately has to vacate his public works job. Okay. And he also said that, that Kathy Kirshner knew that. When she sent out this flyer, she knew that, which just, I think you'd call this a lie, this whole uh, card here. And I found that very disturbing that she was trying to influence the election with a lie. Okay. Are you sure it's from her campaign and not from a an outside source that is, um, you know, is basically like a pack that would be supporting her campaign? Does it say? Well, I don't think so, uh, uh-huh. Joe. It, it okay. says return, Kathy Kirsten. Well, it says return, so that's just the election ad. But it's uh-huh. uh, okay. I think it's from her personally. Uh, gives her name and her address on the card. Uh, hmm. So I, I would. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she goes on to quote on the bottom that no elected county official shall knowingly participate in the decision making process on any issue in which the office official has private interest. And I that's see. from Watson County Code. So I would think she would be familiar with the 4.3 that I uh, uh-huh. read out earlier. Okay. Well, I, you know, there was, I think there was a Supreme Court decision that said that. Um, that- that that uh, candidates don't have to be truthful in their campaign claims. That uh, the uh, that's pr- protected speech. They can, you know. Well, pull, I'm not suggesting it, she be prosecuted. I'm not no, no, suggesting she be prosecuted, but that that uh, she should be honest to the electorate. Okay. In her campaign, and All I right. think that's terrible to put this out when it when it's totally false. All right. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate you pointing Thanks. that out. All right. Uh, let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing all right. 
Yes, uh, just a point of uh, the other caller just made. Where was that true? Where they were kicking people that were Dorrit dead? I didn't see that. I, I, um, I'll be honest. I didn't. Uh, and you know the the attacks were inside Israel, not among the general Palestinian population of Gaza. Um, oh, okay. And so it seems that most uh, they, they did take hostages back into Gaza. Uh, but those who the Israelis who were killed uh, were killed in Israel proper, so Palestinian populations weren't right there among the dead. I, I, I that's all I can say. That um, okay. Well, um, I just thought I. I mean, you can't blame everyone for a small situation like that. That's my. Okay. And I think we'll probably hear more about it. But I wanted to point out the uh, river to the sea uh, on Wikipedia. Uh, they're, they're, they talk about progressive Palestinians, you know, like we have pro- here, progressives, kind of left of center, liberal. And they pointed out that uh, that the uh, if you look on Wikipedia, it just means the land on which they all did used to live together, Jews and Palestinians, and what they were essentially hoping for there. So any other interpretation is, of course, different, but that's not what they believe. It just means other people have different definitions for from the river to the sea. And I will mention, too, uh, Michael Nauman. I've quoted him before, the uh, uh, N-A-U-M-A-N, and he's Jewish. And he wrote in the uh, Counterpunch book, uh, The Politics of Anti-Semitism, that at a time when uh, Israel could have had peace for the taking, they they kept on with slowly, deliberately, making life unlivable for Palestinians and livable for Jews. And, of course, Noam Chomsky, uh, also another Jew, I I greatly like him, Uh, he says uh, in a video that uh, uh, the intellectuals in our country are the ones that are trying to make sure you don't know what's going on. And uh, so he's he's very strong on that because we really don't have a really wide-ranging debate, you know, in the mainstream, you know, in any of the debates that go on, it's usually very narrow. And just to finish up here, Norman Picklestein is very courageous and capable. His family uh, died, I believe, in the Holocaust, some of them. Uh, He is on the Internet. Uh, I think it's called Breakthrough News. He had a a pretty long uh, kind of a debate, except the other guy was Israeli, and he got to to say all things at first, and there was an interlude. And then uh, Norman Finkelstein got on. But he, he's very okay. good on these issues. We should have him uh, more in our mainstream media to try to, you know, have a, a balanced view. So, okay. So, sorry, I took a lot if I took too long. But anyway, that's my points for the day. All right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I was listening to your show yesterday uh-huh. and your mon- your monologue at the beginning on the paid family and medical leave uh, uh, program. Okay, and it, it got my curiosity, and I went on the Policy Center uh-huh. of Washington and looked at it, and I'm confused. I don't know if you read it wrong or if I interpreted it differently. Okay, but there's a tax rate on the, in this program. Of 0.8%. It doesn't matter how much you make a year. It's 0.8%. Right. And the the 21% and the 12 and the 26, that's the quantity of people that that were taking part in the program. That That's was the payout. The that was the yeah the the percentage of the total payout of the program in that year twenty it was twenty twenty two to twenty three like a year, and it yeah. was a snapshot of that. And uh, so folks who didn't hear that what we were talking about yesterday the um, the uh, that basically lower income people that the what the what their breakdown showed that people making eighteen dollars an hour and less. I, I'm just off the top of my head, this is from memory, uh, received about, I want to say about uh, 16% of the total benefits that were paid out over the year. Those percentages went up into the 20s when you got up into higher hourly wage earners. Um, now, as far as the 0.8%, though, if someone is making just, just you know, for for comparison, say somebody is making $75,000 a year and another person is making $25,000 a year. So 0.8% of the 25,000 is going to be a lot less 
than the 0.8% of 75,000. That was my point. Sure, so sure. so they paid more money in, but then Sure, okay. But then okay. then their benefits would be uh, the person who's making 75 cuz it's it's on a scale. It's like uh, like unemployment. So if you say if you're earning $75,000 a year and you lose your job and you qualify for unemployment benefits, your benefits are going to be more. You'll get more in unemployment benefits than the person who is making less than you, making 25000 a year or 40000 you know, Do you get what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I, the only reason I called is that I wanted to make sure that, that uh, I encourage people to go online and look at this bill, this, this program, because uh, it, it's a flat rate percentage fee. Uh-huh. Of your of your wages, and you are correct in that the higher earners pay more tax, but it's still eight eight percent as it's the same for all income earners. Mm-hmm. It's it, it I think I think it would be similar to the gas tax because the Washington State gasoline tax is for is forty nine point four percent. And or, then the carbon tax on top of point four cents per gallon. Cents, yeah, cents. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm That's okay. So, I'm sorry. Cents. No, I, I I guess I agree with you. It sounds like you're kind of talking for in favor of a progressive tax that would tax wealthy earners more than those who aren't making as much. I I think that would be a fairer way to. Uh, to tax residents of Washington, and we're talking well, about like a progressive yeah. income tax or something like that. But, yeah, this this but, uh, program, it, it I don't think it makes any sense because okay. uh, putting it side by side on the gasoline tax, the gasoline tax affects the lower wages greatly more than people yeah. that earn that, that earn more money be, because they don't have the amount of money and they usually have to travel farther. Well, and I and that's and, that's a valid and concern. Therefore, yeah. they use more gas. Yeah. All right. So, well, but anyway, I I I would I would like to see this paid family leave uh, program abolished. I, I'd like okay. to see it repealed, and okay. then make it make it uh, mandatory that the employer pays uh, the family leave. As part of a, a a benefit. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate your thoughts, and uh, we'll take a quick break. We got uh, Michael, Rich, Michelle, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you. We'll have time to squeeze your call in here on KGMI Connects. Whatever's on your mind, three six zero six seven six. Five four six four. Don't get stuck inside. Go to Summit Adventure Park, the place for fun, exercise, and birthdays with high-performance trampolines, giant slides, and so much more. Become a monthly member at Summit Adventure Park for just twenty-five bucks a month and jump all day, every day for just twenty-five bucks a month. Summit has the best birthday packages in town. Invite all your friends for two hours of fun, including pizza and no cleanup for mom and dad either. And monthly. Members receive 20% off the best birthday parties automatically. Listen to what Heidi has to say. I'm a grandmother with a grandson I love to spoil. We've hosted his last two birthday parties at Summit, and it couldn't have been easier or more fun. I just went online, booked the date, entered the number of guests, selected a few fun options, and it was done. The staff was awesome that day and couldn't have been nicer. The kids played, jumped, ate, and we all got to chill at our reserved birthday table. No pre-prep, no cleaning, and as Lucas says, it's the best birthday present ever. Summit Adventure Park on Meridian next to Home Goods. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. We're heading across the pond for this week's PNW Perk. Archer's Ale House is back with another PNW Perks deal Thursday at 8 a.m. Whether you're looking for a place to catch the game this season, enjoy some truly incredible food, or looking to have a great time in general, Archer's Ale House is the hottest place around. Stop in for dinner and a pint, stay for trivia and karaoke. Serving a rich, hearty menu, rotating beers, and extensive bottle list, seasonal cocktails, and a new late-night menu. It's European pub vibes right here in the Pacific Northwest. 
this Thanksgiving. Archers will be open 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., starting with a proper Irish breakfast, then serving up a traditional all-you-can-eat feast starting at 2. So you can leave the cooking and cleaning to someone else and enjoy the day with your friends or come make some new ones. Stop by the Archer Ale House on 10th and Harris in Fairhaven. The Archer Ale House, changing the game. Thursday at 8 a.m., spend $25 and get 50 bucks to spend at Fairhaven's favorite pub, the Archer Ale House. Visit pnwperks.com for details. This is Steve Jostens from Hinton Chevrolet in Linden. Holidays are just around the corner with busy schedules coming up for everyone. So let's jump on that year-end purchase or that pre-winter service right away before we run out of time. Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden across from McDonald's or online at HintonMotors.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Appreciate you joining us here on this Tuesday afternoon. It's election day, and let's go to Michael in Linden. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. Happy Tuesday to you. Yeah, you too. I just had to comment on the irony of John calling earlier, expressing how gratitude about the right to vote and live in a democracy when We've heard how he supports Ukraine so much here the past few weeks, which ironically just banned elections. So Mm -hmm. they will not be having the elections that were planned and were supposed to be held by the end of October. And I just want to remind all of our callers again that Ukraine is jailed political opposition leaders. They've banned 11 political parties. Of course, they censor their press. Um, They have forced conscription, which means they just go and randomly grab able-bodied men between the ages of 18 and 35, and they send them right to the front lines, whether they want to go there or not. Um, they banned Russian from being spoken in their country, and they've closed churches and arrested priests. And so my question to John is, which of those things does he feel really represents democracy the best? Okay. I, would, I would like to hear his answer tomorrow or sometime later this week. <laughs> All right. The, the challenge is... Is thrown yeah. out there. All right. But thankfully, we can still vote in our country. Just you can't in that supposed democracy of Ukraine. So, okay. Thanks for your time today, Joe. All right, Michael, you bet. I don't think you can do much of that stuff in uh, Russia either, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well. It's always nice to hear a first time caller. I heard Chris's call about the ballots. Yeah. And I, I had heard that rumor a while back, too, that you could download ballots from the county website, and I was just shocked. Like, that seems wrong. If I can do that, so can bad people in Africa that took the no. Uh, unemployment no, no, no. money, let's you say. You can't, because I, I, you know, I, after he said that, I went to the website and uh, the auditor's website, and you can, and you can go to... And I, I'm doing that. I was, I was I actually. I sent you a screenshot where it says oh, you can download here where you click, Joe. I right, saw right. it on the county website. Right, I right. sent it to you. Right. And I w- actually, I was just, uh, I wanted to just say, I was cl- I was watching the, the good folks there in the auditor's office uh, processing ballots. You can do that. Go on oh, the auditor's oh, website and you can, uh, yeah, you can watch. They have uh, webcams up. Uh, so watch them sorting the, uh, the c- ballots and counting them live when you know depending on what activity is underway so you cannot download it online we're on the site where it says if you want to download you click here that's not real no no that's not what i'm saying um so if you go to let's see i went now where was i i can send you the screenshot again maybe you'll have a fresh one it's from the whatcom.wa.gov county site right why it's 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 wa vote and uh, you can down, but once you go there, if I don't know if you clicked on that, then you have to put in, you put in your name and your birth date, and then it, so you are identified. You don't just go and download a ballot or, and okay. vote a ballot randomly. Uh, you, you go in as a, as a, uh, a registered voter. It checks your, it takes you to a menu, because I tried it. I put my name oh, and good. my birth date in there, and then it takes you to your, and it identifies you as, so and says people, you're, whether you're actively uh, uh, registered or not. And then it gives you, you know, that stat, you can check the status of your ballot and all that stuff. And so, then, but if you do download one, how do they know it's yours when it gets there? I guess it's because it's a signature on your envelope and the ballot itself really doesn't have any meaning. Yeah, well, I guess it's, it must be. It, well, like, how do they, they know like the, if you do that? 
they need to know that you do that when they go to count because theoretically you could put two in the mail or somebody else could put two or more in the mail. So when you do that, put your name in, all that, checks your registration, and they send you one or send you a link or whatever, then the people who open those envelopes need to know that information that, hey, this guy, we got to make sure this is only counted once. Because uh-huh. what if they send but a different work? The one in the envelope's not the one mailed to you. The one in the envelope is one that you've printed. And do they know that? Well, that's the thing, that once once they count a ballot from you, then any others that come from you are discarded. They're 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 not they're not counted. And that's what they say on the uh, on the website. That would here. be good. And Hopefully if so you if send you a second one, say they if, give you a call and say you're yeah. in trouble because that's illegal. So if, if a ballot in your name was sent to say you had a, a previous address, maybe and then maybe you've rented right. that house out and you live in another place, you get a ballot in both places. You send you send one in, and then you try to send the other one in. They discount the first one, or you know the second one. That would so come that in. would mean it's the state registration, which is important because people have multiple properties or old addresses in other counties, and would they know that they've voted in both counties? That's what I want to know too. Okay. If it's a state registration, then you can only vote once. But if it's a county registration, the county is looking at their records only. Then you could have voted in two different counties. Yeah. Of course, only for county things, but say a governor's race where it's a statewide race, you could theoretically vote for governor and president twice. Yeah, well, theoretically, so, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I think people that run these elections have been doing it for most of them, doing it for quite a long time. That doesn't make them perfect, Joe. We need no, to have the system be bulletproof. But, well, is there such a thing on the planet? <laughs> yes. Is there a system that's bulletproof? I, I yes, haven't seen called, it. Yes, I can, I can tell you what it is. It's called finger in the ink, very basic, no computers. Okay. You stay in a district, you have everything super small and regional, and that's what we did in Iraq, and that's what used to happen here 100 years ago. You put your finger in the ink, and you can't come back. Okay. All right. So s- simplicity is the thing you need to overcome fraud. It has to be very simple. Well, and I think not this, com- I think convoluted with computers is, and everything. Okay. Well, I, I know in this day and age when you got... Hundreds, in, in our case, you get, uh, well, tens of thousands of ballots because we don't get a hundred. I mean, we could have a hundred some thousand, what, 150,000 voters, but we never get that many. Uh, but uh, all right, Rich, I appreciate your call. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, thank you. I think an election day is a good day to remind people that, in all honesty, the vast majority of people who run for office in city, county, state, and national office are not bad people. I mean, some of them have some serious flaws, Mm -hmm. personality flaws, uh, philosophy flaws. A lot of us have very strong personal convictions, and we think the other side is evil or something. I will talk with—I think it's important to remember that we need to talk with our fellow citizens as much as possible— uh, of course, I've kept up on current events since I was six years old and considered an absolute childhood genius, and I read all my dad's. I was reading adult magazines at age eight, and, you know, I don't mean sex magazines. I mean U.S. News and World Report and things like that. Okay. And my dad was my dad was answering all my questions about current events and stuff, and he had a top rank in the military, was a very famous man, and so he could do that, and mom too, and uh, I'm just saying that I learned at an early age to talk with people, to find out what they thought, to inquire, and not to demonize the other guy. And the only thing I will demonize, and I admit so frequently, freely, is that um, you know I will not talk with anyone who advocates criminal behavior of any type okay. if they think it's good. I've had people come up to me that have heard me on the radio and say, Oh, you're full of baloney. I love to steal such and such from such and such. Wow. And I just I just walk away. I mean, this happens okay. to me every so often, and I just walk away. I, I don't, you know, in one case, I had the person arrested. I committed a citizen's arrest. And, you know, that was good because it was a very evil crime. But uh, anyway, I just um, believe very strongly 
that we need to look at all sides. Now, I personally despise woke philosophy for the most part. I despise critical race theory. I despise identity politics. I despise biological boys playing on girls' sports teams in high school or college. You know, there's a lot of things that I don't like, but I will not demonize somebody. I had a lively conversation the other day with somebody who knew nothing whatsoever about sports and thought it was just a matter of fairness. And I tried to explain that it had nothing to do with it. It was all about biological reality. But nevertheless, um, you know, I just said that, um, you know, we need to, you know, people often say to me, why don't you, why don't you speak your mind and call, call uh, whoever you disagree with an idiot? Okay. Uh, because well. I don't do that. I, I may say they're foolish or wrong, but I, I, I'm just in asking the public to be a little more considerate of your fellow person and try okay. to understand that just because the other person has a different viewpoint. And once again, I'm not advocating. Okay, I, I, know, I, I, I hear you. Uh, should all be killed. All right. But nevertheless, <laughs> okay. that's kind of how I see it, okay? Okay, I appreciate it. You, you, you feel the same way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's why I do this show the way I do it. I think we need to talk about and, and communicate with each other regardless of our, our point of view. Absolutely, Michelle. Thanks for your call. I want to give Corinne a chance. Hi, Corinne. Um, I just wanted to say that I agreed with the caller before this last one, well, both of the previous callers, but especially about the ballot. I I think that it's crazy that we rely on paper ballots that can be reproduced or reprinted or borrowed or removed from one person and shows what happens if if, uh, somebody knows my name and birthday and they know that I'm not in the United States and they go in and get my ballot and sign and and turn it in for me. I think that it's wrong. I think we need to have in-person voting unless you are somewhere you can't vote in person. And go back to that the ballot boxes. Don't you think though somebody uh, could walk in and and impersonate you? I mean, they have to sign your with, ballot. With my ID? They have to I mean, huh? I think we need to show ID. Okay. All right, Craig. Really, yeah. I appreciate your I, call and you're I, not alone. I appreciate you calling, definitely. And uh uh, hopefully we can lay our fears and trust what uh, voters will say in this election. And uh, once again, hopefully, hopefully you get your ballot in and um, we'll discuss the results and more tomorrow on KGMI Connects.